You're listening to the Shantyman Podcast, a conversation designed to help those recovering from religion find true faith in the Creator. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Victor Summers sitting across the table from... Sam Rushton. Oh, way to bring the energy. <laughs> Sam Rushton, well, Victor the, Summers. You redid the intro, and the first time I did it, I did it very flamboyantly. You did, and then you... <laughs> so, listen to this. What? Okay. I have something I want to start the podcast out with before mm-hmm. we get into a really depressing topic. Hit me with it. Um... <clears throat> I realize, okay, you know you don't ha- like really have very much time in your life. Things are busy. Um, now, are you are you a person that enjoys a hot shower? Uh, do I enjoy a hot shower <laughs> as opposed to a cold one? This is not a hard question. No. This isn't a, a no. philosophical question. No. You don't like a hot shower? No. Oh my goodness. You said. Okay, most a people sho- a shower is a duty for most me. Most people Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so this really doesn't isn't going to apply to you much then. Okay. This will apply to me though. And most people that listen <laughs> that like to be clean. Well, no, that just enjoy. I'm talking about more like not even just being clean, but like, oh, I love a hot shower. I could be in there for like a long time or something cuz it's okay. so you know, nice and warm. Okay. So you don't have a lot of time. You like warm showers and whatever. So the thing is, I realize that there's certain things that take up your time that you wish didn't. Hmm. So I have three things I want you to try to guess that I decided to be more efficient in in life to combine. So that way, this thing <laughs> oh, no. gets done while I can take a longer shower because it, t- it takes less time outside. Now, for I want I just want to specify beforehand that we have listeners that have kids that potentially may be in the same room. Okay. So this definitely is G. This is okay. not what you're thinking of, Victor. <laughs> so I want you to try to guess three. Two of them, one of them I do regularly. The other one I do every once in a while. And the, one, the other one I did for the first time tonight before I came to record. And I'm going to do it again. As long as my wife is okay with it. The the only image that comes to mind is the Seinfeld episode. Uh, sorry, I I didn't ever really watch Seinfeld oh my, ever in my life. Yeah. So what episode? So is that? so Kramer was having trouble. It, the the exact same scenario. He was taking so long in the shower. <laughs> and, I gotta watch this episode. And yeah, and he he wanted to figure out how um how Jerry was was managing to shower in the amount of time that he was showering. And so he took to doing extra things in the shower <laughs> while he was showering. So um, I'm I'm guessing that perhaps preparing and washing your lettuce. <laughs> what is it did he do that yeah, in the show? He, he prepared an entire <laughs> entire meal uh, while funny. he was showering. That is not it. That's no, not it. Mine okay. are more a little yeah, practical. I think you. I think you could probably shave at the same time. Okay, is that one of them. Yes, that is one. That's the one I do regularly. I started okay. doing, and actually, it, for two reasons. One, yeah, because it's you know, then I can be in the shower. And two, um, my, I have sensitive skin, mm-hmm. so the heat helps helps uh, with the shaving. Now, I I've tried that before, but do you have a mirror in there? I have a mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I hold the mirror. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. So that's one. Because that was always my challenge. Yeah. That's one. What do you think the, the other two are? Uh, man, I, I the, can't, the one I, I did tonight, I bet imagine. you're not going to guess. <laughs> you're not brushing your teeth, are you? Okay, the second one, yes. The one every once in a while, I'll be like, I'm just going to brush my teeth in the shower. Really? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is yeah. it worth it? Yeah. Oh, totally. Really? It saves that much no. that much time? No, no, not really. No. no. Not worth it. No. Okay, what do you think the third one is? <laughs> this one doesn't really make sense. <laughs> It doesn't. I don't even know. I don't even want to say what I'm thinking. Why? Just say it. Okay. Again, another Seinfeld episode. Yeah. What? Where, um, what's, what's the, what's the other short little guy on Seinfeld? I don't know. I told you. I don't, I didn't really watch Seinfeld. Are you, are you peeing in the shower? That's not the one. Okay. But I mean, everyone, one. well, not everyone, but. No. A lot of people do that. No. A lot of people in, do. Inappropriate. Okay, what is it? Actually, Rhett, uh, Rhett and Link, you know Rhett and Link? Rhett says yeah. that it actually saves, if you were to do that always, you'd save, I forget how much he said in water, like for energy and stuff. <laughs> the third one I did for the first time tonight, which I totally should do again, but Marcy may be against it, is I clipped my fingernails <laughs> in the shower. It was perfect. It was really? great. It's just the perfect place. I could just stand there, hot water, to clip the fingernails, let them wash down the drain. Probably not good for the drain, but I did. Well, no, that, I don't think that's going to hurt your drain. No. Any. Oh, really? No. Oh, no. I'm going to keep doing it then. Knock yourself out. Probably do, even do my toenails. Do toenails too. Sweet. I'm glad. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna bathe your baby as well. That's another one. I have tried option. that once. Yeah, she didn't like it. No, but that was a while ago. <laughs> I might try again. I feel like she. She might actually enjoy it this time. Yeah. Get yeah. it all done at once. Yeah. That's good. Well, you're saving more time because you're a busy dad. Right? Busy dad. How's things going? Yeah, good. I'm in university um, for my Bachelor of Education. I'm mm-hmm. a teacher. And uh, I've been traveling a lot because it's in Moncton. Right. Um, uh, except for things has changed a little bit. So I'm actually at home online until yeah, we Moncton, don't like, we Moncton don't goes. Yeah, we don't like Moncton alone. anymore. No. So... Yeah, so a lot. All my time is spent. This is recording podcasts is very few and far between, mm-hmm. because I'm either traveling, doing schoolwork, or trying to spend a bit of time with my wife and child. So yeah, yeah. How about yourself? What's going on? I've been I've been in the woods a lot, for actually most of the summer. So so let to just let people in on a little a little. Uh, you cut your wood in the shower. Split your wood in the shower. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't do any whittling. There's no woodworking <laughs> happening in the shower. No, getting back to that topic, uh, I I I shower because I need to be clean, and that's it. <laughs> I take very little. I take very little pleasure in having to. Really? Yeah. So okay, just, here's the thing. Just get it done. To me, a cold shower. Start at the top. I was, or work your way down. I was thinking this because we did excess ninety and it was horrible. I could really only go half the time before start slowly moving to more showers. So I thought of this though when I was thinking about that is, and maybe some people will be like this. That's not a funny joke, but it's like maybe the traditional Christians are really hardcore. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'd rather hell just be like a cold a. Uh, an eternity of cold shower 
It was that bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the there's I mean, I think we talked about this too, but there's something to be said for like thermotherapy. No, I told it. You you told me that cold shower cures depression. And I said, I've never been so depressed when I had to go wake up (laughs) and it's like six o'clock in the morning and it's cold because it's winter and I'm standing there being like, I can't do it. I had to take a cold shower and I get get, so depressed. It's because you got no willpower. Exactly. So why would that be good for me? (laughs) (laughs) So I've been spending a lot of time in the woods. Most most of the summer I've been up there building a little cabin. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so we haven't recorded in some time. Right. We did did a block of recording back in July. And then there was a few weeks before we dropped... Our first podcast, yeah. Because some of you have noticed we've been we've been we've had now three podcasts in this, which we are now currently talking about season three. The one of our <laughs> podcasts, we weren't sure what we were going to call it, but then it took so long to get those original original ones out that really, I think yeah, I think we're in season yeah. three now, right? I think so. We didn't really do a good job of like launching it, but no. Anyway, it is what it is. But people were mentioning after listening to the podcast, that there was no mention of a very significant oh, yeah. event yeah. that happened in August. Right. In, oh, yes. In, yeah. in it was my August? Life. And, yeah, August 9th. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It feels weird then because we recorded significantly before that then. Right. Yeah. Oh, so there was what, no mention So you want to... What was that event then? Yeah, so uh, we um, went through the summer... Of course, of course, COVID is, you know, affecting everyone. It did, it did us too. So the downturn was kind of good. I, I had, I had wanted to build this little cabin and with everything kind of slowing up ministry wise. And then with all the events at the Vogue were kind of put on hold through the summer or spring and summer. And so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to do that. So yeah, um, August 9th. It was a Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning, actually early Sunday morning. I got a call. Actually, they came to my door. It took two hours for them to wake me. But the building is ridiculous. I know. It's so bad. We have an air conditioner going in our room. I I looked at my phone afterwards. I had like nine calls from four different people. Wow. Including the fire monitoring system, which we had just had installed. Anyway, someone came to my door and knocked. Fauna, my assistant, she had come, and Stephen Malley was there too. And uh, the building in behind us was on fire, so right. Jody and I get up, Trenton get up, we went over, and uh, sure enough, uh, neighbors' uh, warehouse was on fire. Mm-hmm. So we felt terribly for them. Um, it was completely engulfed and a complete loss. Even at that time, I felt that you know our the 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 theater was somewhat safe. Yeah. Um, I even turned to one of our, one of our board members and they, I asked if he thought we'd be able to still have service there, uh, you know, in a, in a few hours time. Oh, wow. So it wasn't too long after that, um, that we realized that the, the building was on fire. Mm. Uh, we had seen some, some flames coming out the, through the top. So I'd, I, I had, I had seen the. I saw the the fireman go in the front door 
then mm-hmm. they came out and grabbed a hose and I was like, ah, that's not good. No. And then they took the hose in the front door and they were only in the probably about 10, 15 minutes. And then they backed out and pulled the hose out and I turned to Jody and I said, uh, I think we lost it. So I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. They went in only 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. They were, they spent no time inside. I, I heard later, um, from one of the firemen, they got about halfway up the auditorium aisle mm-hmm. and they could hear the fire in the ceiling and the, and the Yikes. brick, uh, the block walls were snapping that it was that, it was that hot wow. in there. They could feel the heat from the yeah, ceiling, yeah. which is, which is probably close to 30 feet That's off, like, 30, 30, almost 30 feet goodness. off the floor. So, but from the time that they came back out and you told Jody that like how long was it till that became more evident like visually 15 minutes the the flames burst through the through oh the roof goodness. yeah so it 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 was uh yeah it was a complete loss about you know 20 minutes after that they uh, of course the firemen just basically you know dumped water on it at that point just yeah. trying to keep it from catching the taxi stand, the gas station. The, it had already burnt, you know, two other buildings at this time. Right. Um, so, yeah, and then the, the roof collapsed, blew the doors out, knocked a, a fireman over who was, you know, he was probably 30, 40 feet what? away from the building. I yeah, it was crazy, crazy. Oh and really surreal is to see it, right? Oh, I bet. Yeah. It did, it, yeah, it probably didn't feel real. No, no. It's like this isn't actually happening. No. And yeah. so, you know, a few, few, probably an hour or so before that, I'd, I had notified the church and told them, hey, you know, obviously we're not, you know, service is canceled for this morning. Right. Most of the congregation started to make their way down, though, to the, to the, uh, to the area mm-hmm. so which was really nice a lot of people come around us and and we just kind of spent some time together yeah watching her burn yeah so that's that's uh that was a kind of a pretty significant event yeah in my life this yeah. summer oh, that we, yeah. we we never had a chance to talk about on the podcast so no so i'm um, yeah i think that's good that we are actually able to kind of mention it then especially if people were expecting it but i mean why wouldn't you because it's been a huge part of your life and the things Mm -hmm. that we've talked about on the podcast like for me even thinking i mean there's other things that we'll get into that i attach myself to the vogue but i mean when it comes to podcasting us podcasting like that's where it all began like yeah. we, we moved here above creative grounds, like in the East side creative space. Um, yeah. I think that's what you call it. East side creative center. Yeah. Yeah. But like we were hours and hours up in that little room. Right. Above the theater. Yeah. Like recording. Yeah. You know, uh, that's where it all was birthed. Yeah. Uh, the podcast, that's where we did our whole first season and second, most of the second season mm-hmm. was up, up in there. Right. Right. You know, a lot of the guests, different people who were there for shows, like when you think Paul Coleman and, um, uh, Holt, Steve Holt, Steve Holtz, yeah. Holtz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve Holtz from Arrested Development. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Holt, uh, Steve Poltz. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's others that I'm not really thinking, but yeah, it was all, yeah. All up in there, like yeah. in the, the Vogue Theater. Well, and, and when we recorded in July, 
we had we had talked about possibly moving back over there because the office was right. going to become available again, and we had talked yeah. about where you know where we would like to set up a permanent a yeah. permanent studio, right? Yeah, and we had I I mean the 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 plans you know the plans for the spring were kind of blown up for, with the pandemic, but everything had been rebooked for the fall, mm-hmm. you know. So we so we had kind of postponed everything for the fall. And and then of course with the fire there's there's another uh, monkey wrench thrown into the mix. Kind of it kind of takes away your your venue. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's more. It's a pretty there's big munch. N- there's no coming back from yeah. this one. Um, I want to share a bit about my feelings about it, but I want to. I'd like to get like you know your your approach on like how you felt after you know during and after mm-hmm. and you know even now reflecting on it like what were some was there anything major that you know any any major feelings or thought processes that you were having um after? well i just yeah the, i i felt a great and of course we've you know the day of you know global news and ctv and cbc were here you know kind of a uh, i i guess a a major local story um, you know, for the area. And with the Miramichi, we've lost so many historic buildings mm-hmm. in the last number of years. It was just another blow to that. So, so I've, I've talked a, a lot about that and, uh, yeah, looking back, I mean, there's, there's a lot of feelings I I've had, mm-hmm. you know, about just around, I even told, I told one interviewer, um, you know, kind of felt guilty for, for mm-hmm. having, lost the building hmm. you know because i i really thought that i i really saw myself and Eastside church as caretakers for this building for the city you right. know when we bought the vogue theater the idea was not to turn it into our sanctuary or a church it really was to renovate it and give it back to the city but of course we were the we were the land owners we were the owners caretakers we had put all of the money into it to renovate it <clears throat> and so on so uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt bad. And then every, every once in a while, even, you know, the days after you'd bump into somebody mm. that, you know, at some point five, six years ago had, you know, put 20 bucks in my hand when 20 bucks really meant something. Right. And, and they just, the encouragement and the, and the giving and the sacrificing that came from so many people. I mean, we had people all the way from, you know, South Carolina come up and spend four summers, you know, uh, or, or f- you know, four weeks and f- over four different summers up here helping renovate right. the, the yeah. building. So there was just, and then people in the city and neighbors and so on. There was just so many people involved. Um, so I kept bumping into people that was like, oh man, <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd, they'd send their condolences and I'd, I'd send them right back. Cause I know that, you know, they had spent some time and, and money and energy right. trying to, trying to bring this building back too. So mm. yeah, it was a great heartbreak, great heartbreak. Were you like, were you like frustrated or mad or like, what was your thought process with God? Like, yeah, being it, was, like it was weird. It was, uh, you know, I'd, I, I've, I've lost people close to me, I suppose, grandparents and so on, but, and I don't, you know, I don't want to draw too tight a correlation between losing a building and losing a person. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I, I recognize now that I went through some the, the stages of grief. You know, 
kind of denial and anger and right. and and uh, what's what's another one the uh, bargaining and you know the, <laughs> these sorts of things and then to go back to anger again and yeah. and and back and forth um so yeah i kind of recognized it as a as a bit of that right mm. and then yeah with god you know there's a lot of questioning yeah. which i think is part uh, that's one of the the processes of of grief too right is questioning and uh yeah so you you kind of you kind of wonder what was the what was that all about you right. know um and i i can't say you know sitting what are we you know two 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 and a half months yeah. removed from it i can't say that i have any more answers now mm. and it's like everything else um the answers may come or maybe not you know, we, we just, uh, I really don't think, or maybe it's not for me to know why. I remember sitting up here like the day after it was so weird. Like you mentioned something about, it's like, like losing somebody and, um, obviously it, I mean, it is, it's, it's different cause it's a building versus a person, mm-hmm. but yeah, it felt like we, it felt like, after, it felt like after we, um, someone died. Like I remember, I don't know if you remember when I was sitting here and you and Jody and like, I think a couple of different people came through that mm-hmm. time. And it was almost like a, like a wake type situation yeah. where someone was dropping by to give condolences for the loss and yep. stuff. Yep. It was so weird. Yeah, like, it was very much it like felt that. like a loss of a person. Yeah. 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 I know. And, and oh, we, when we had people come by and spend the whole day with us here too, yeah. like I was, so from five thirty, I was here, I did, you know, like I said, I did you know, three or four interviews in the time over the course of the day, I think it was seven thirty, eight o'clock. I was, you know, I, we had moved up to the, up to the roof here at the creative center and mm-hmm. overlooking the, you know, cause they brought tractors in to knock the walls down. It was really weird for, for a moment, well, probably about an hour or so. The shell of the building was still there. Even, even Allie Howell's, um, the painting, the, the mural, the mural yeah. was in perfect condition. Wow. Allie, I don't know what you put on that thing, <laughs> but it was, it it was like in perfect condition. Um, so it, it looked like, well, it, it made it, you know, it's okay. Yeah. And then of course the tractor came in and knocked Smashed it all down. Smashed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, up on the roof, overlooking the, overlooking the destruction, but people just, you know, people had spent all day with us, um, mm. And I think people just wanted to be together and then, and then people driving by like the, you know, I, I said, I should have put a toll on Wellington street. We could have, <laughs> we could have raised enough money for a new building as people going by yeah. and, uh, and just wanted, and some of it's like, you know, the, the spectacle of it. But right. I, I think, I think for a lot of people, they just wanted to, wanted to remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I mean yeah. like the Vogue. I know I've talked to different people and it's like, yeah, I saw my very first movie there or mm-hmm. I always went as a kid or, you know, a, a lot of memories tied. And then when you guys came and renovated it, it had even more meaning or a difference to it. Right. Like for a lot of people, it became a, uh, a place of um, like a new light or new place of hope kind of in the, you yeah. know, in Chatham or, or it was something being resurrected or old memories turned to new memories mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like I know, um, you know, like lots of different shows that people would enjoy there. Um, you know, a lot of um, aspects of 
helping other people like random nights of kindness or fundraisers that were, Mm -hmm. you know, so many different things that took place there that I think people, um, valued the Vogue because of experiences and, and, and things that happen. Like, I think that's for me, that's what it is. It's the value of having a relationship, like even through the podcast, the amount of time we spent with, you know, each other Mm -hmm. or our guests, um, and then even outside of that, just with friends and stuff like that, hanging out there and doing different things. Um, I think one of the weirdest things that it, uh, it, it, it didn't occur to my wife and I till like, like a, like it was literally a couple of days later where the reality of it hit, hit us. Um, but the, um, three important like major th- moments in our lives were at the Vogue. Hmm. So our very first official date was Tim Newfeld, oh. Tim Newfeld and the Glory Boys. Yeah, yeah, that was a great show. That was our very first official date. No way. Um, we got engaged. That's where I proposed. Was at the Vogue. Like I had, I had a song that I had sung to her in a slideshow and stuff like that. Remember, and you put it, you put it up on the the outdoor sign. Yes, you know, the sure. Sam and Marcy, the adventure begins. Yeah, and that's where we got married. We got yeah. freaking married yeah. there. Yeah, wow, right. And we didn't even think of it. It was literally like, so Sunday had burned down. I think it was like Tuesday where all of a sudden we're like, we're like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. And we can't take Sloan, like our daughter to where, you know, mm. a place that meant so much to us because it had three significant events first day and uh-huh. get, you know, like we can't really go back and reminisce those things of, you know, it's, um, so in that way for us, a, a really I feel even worse now. Thanks. <laughs> Well, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything about it. I know, but still. The only thing you could have done is not allowed us to do those things there, right? Yeah, maybe that was the answer. So, I mean, like, another big thing that to me is, like, being able to be a part, for instance, like, leading worship Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just something. it's, It's, like... Not that it's like huge energy. It's not like there's a ton of people. It's like f- super flashy. It was just right. it was a place to that was you know worshiping, and I was a part of it. And it's like, you know, I could always remember walking down the aisle, and it's kind of dark, and then mm-hmm. you know, but so many meaningful like moments of worship there that I haven't experienced other places mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, you know, I got I got like meaningful things attached, that, and obviously not as much as as you and Jody, but. Um, and and your regular you know your 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 church people that are there all the time but you know still i guess there was a lot there that i, I didn't realize like i've always been a proponent of like making sure people realize like for instance like buildings aren't that important like the church isn't mm-hmm. the building it's the people yep but then <laughs> then when you lose an important building i know you can't and, and it's <laughs> it's it's undeniable too right so as much as i as I agree with you yeah. and, and theologically, biblically, we understand that the church is the ecclesia, which means the assembly or the congregation. It's about people. But because of the way that we've, that we've assembled and, and because, you know, gathering together is a big part of being a Christian, right? And gathering mm-hmm. in a location is, is, you know, just practical. Right. Um, you know, the, the, the people really, really feel the loss, Yeah. you know, oh yeah. you felt it yeah. uh, through your events. I have, you know, people in my congregation that have been baptized on the stage at the Vogue, oh, yeah. you know, we've done, we've Wait, done a ton. You've done of, baptisms on the stage? 
Yeah. How? There's no ta- like tank there. <laughs> no, we make it work, man. <laughs> I did uh, blow up pool a couple of times. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. I, I baptized one guy. He was... Oh... Bless his heart. He was a big dude. <laughs> I couldn't get a pool big enough for him. We got him down. We got him wet, fully immersed. Amen. He, he had a scrunch up he into was a ball. Fully immersed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, the last actually, I and and unfortunately we lost it in the fire. I bought a huge six foot um, water trough, cattle trough. Okay. Literally bought it out of a farmer's field. <laughs> For three hundred bucks, and it was it was perfect. I only got one baptism out of it, and and we lost it. That's I'm gonna I'm still looking. I'm looking for something for another one. But you know, a lot of churches have burnt. I mentioned this the other the other day. Really? Yeah. You look at. I mean, I was talking. We talk. We were just talking on Sunday. We were going through the Book of Acts, and we were talking about you know Acts chapter twelve. Paul and Barnabas go on the first missionary journey and they leave from Antioch. So we're talking about Antioch moments in the life of the early church, right? Mm -hmm. And this was an Antioch moment for them. This is, you know, the reason why 2000 years later we, we are called Christians and we are sitting here in North America and we are followers of Jesus Christ is because Paul and Barnabas left from Antioch on that first missionary journey, completely changed the then known world. Okay. Changed history. Um, so I was just talking about, you know, the, the Antioch moments in the life of a church. And, and, you know, just looking down through history, a lot of churches have had major, you know, major fires like that where it's it's kind of a, well, it's a pivotal moment. It's, it could be could be good and could be bad. Hmm. We'll, we'll see what it is for Eastside Church. Yeah. Hmm. Um, of, someone, uh, a f- a f- a friend, well, I think you'd call him a friend too, had said, I was talking to afterwards, a couple of days later, we were uh, having coffee. Um, we were just sitting outside of the cafe. That's, um, what's it, you know, across the, is it Kitty Corner? Kitty Corner, Kitty yeah. Corner. And the rubble was all there and we were just kind of like reminiscing and talking and stuff. And he's like, man, Chatham is cursed. Like <laughs> how many fires there have been of burned buildings in Chatham? Mm-hmm. And I hadn't realized. So yeah. it's kind of disappointing that way too. You know, you think like, you know, you think there's things that are happening here and it's like, oh, this good thing. And then mm-hmm. something like that happens again. This must be frustrating for people who are Chathamers. Chathamers? Yeah. Chathamers? Chathamites? Chathamites I like that one yeah people from Chatham but um yeah and and we're yeah we'll we'll kind of end with this um you know we we don't know what's next Mm -hmm. I keep I you know people ask me all the time are we going to rebuild and and I honestly don't know sitting here tonight honestly I do not know one way or the other yeah um but I was talking to you know talking to my wife a couple of days after and just trying to assess you know if we hadn't purchased the Vogue and it had a stayed empty and mm-hmm. vacant, I think people still would have felt, you know, oh, we lost the building if it had a burnt, you know, and mm-hmm. and had a stayed closed the last eight years. Um, I think people still would have said, oh, it's too bad we lost it. But it, it certainly wouldn't have been what we experienced. Sure, no. And I think if Eastside Church had bought the theater, bought the Vogue and turned it into their church... You know, 
it would have been significant for the 50, 60 people, mm-hmm. you know, who call Eastside Church their home church. But but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have gone beyond that. Right. You know. So I, I think the outpouring of, of, you know, sadness, regret, all the, all of those feelings have, after having lost the Vogue is, is a testament to the, the energy that went into that to make it significant, to make it matter, um, to the city and, and to more than just the people that, you know, attended there on Sunday. So right. we're not sure what God's going to do with, with all of that. I know the investment's been made and, uh, I just, I'm just trusting that it's up to him to. Did you, okay, here's. (laughs) Do what's next. Did you have anyone uh, come to you and be like, oh, this is, this is a sign that you guys are doing the wrong thing. Like this is the devil, this is like the devil's work or God's judgment. (laughs) Like this is God judging you for allowing filth into your theater. I'm sure it was. Your church building. I'm sure it was said. That building is for church. You can't have. These evil things inside. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. No, no, because that's like, exactly who is like, that. What those, they talk? Is that what they sound, they sound like? They, them. I, I, there was, you know, in the course of that day, I, I did notice um, a gentleman who had, you know, was was standing watching the, the destruction, and uh, yeah, he had been somewhat critical of us in the past, and yeah, you know, I smiled and 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 waved. I, I, I was busy with something else or I would have went over and talked to him honestly. Um, but I kind of thought afterwards, you know, if, if maybe he was kind of like, oh, this is God's judgment. Looks good mm-hmm. on them. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> thought that I'd hate to think that, that, but I mean, it, it, shoot, it goes through my mind, right? <laughs> at, at some, at some level you're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know, as as much as we say, well, you know, God's blessing is a sign of, you know, you're going in the right direction. Right. What does a what does a a burnt gone building tell you? What if it was like this? And hopefully, this isn't sacrilegious to make a joke with this. But what if it was like? And I don't know the person who owned the building next to it. So if I, this is no offense against that person, but maybe God was like judging that person. He's like, here's a fire on your building. And all of a sudden it caught on your church. And he's like, oh shoot, I made this mistake. It caught the wrong building. We were just collateral And he's damage. just like, you know, you see the person whistling, walking away. Do, 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 didn't have anything to do with this. Mm. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't your church. Well, it was intentionally <laughs> set the fire. So was it actually? Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't hear. I don't. I don't feel like I heard afterwards the, about the investigation. Yeah, it was intentionally set. Yeah. It the the fire was intentionally set. Oh, of course, it was two properties away from us. Right, but the, whatever building it was set and, in, and there's no indication Ooh. whether they whether that person intended to burn even the first building that started. You know what I'm saying? No. So there was a fire started outside of a building. Oh, but and it the, could have potentially just randomly caught. On it could the have randomly caught uh, that that's, first building. That's too bad. Second and third. Building. I wonder if the person who did it is feeling bad about it. You though. know, I've I've said that out loud to a couple of people. I said, unless they're an absolute psychopath, they <laughs> they probably did not intend to burn a half a block. Can you imagine the feeling you'd feel, right? I was... I feel bad for that person. Oh, yeah. 
the feeling of guilt. It would ha- they would have to feel guilt if, like I said, if they're not. If you're listening and that's you and right. you caused it, Jesus will does forgive you. Absolutely. Just just know that Victor and I do not. <laughs> no, no we kidding. do too. <laughs> yeah, we do too. Uh, yeah. If so, we want to have you on the podcast. Interview. Come on, come on in. It's yeah, not can a, you not imagine a, the? Fe- it's not yeah, a setup you're right. at all. That would be very holy. That mm. person could be bearing a lot of guilt. Yeah, you wow. got to look at that every day. Every day I feel bad then. By. Yeah, because it completely changed the landscape of the the downtown. Oh sure, I remember the very first time when I came by, and then when they had cleared up all the rubble, the rubble, the rubble. Mm-hmm. That's a what's the Freudian, Freudian slip. slip. Um, Rebel. <laughs> I it was just an empty feeling. Like mm-hmm. empty lot was like giving me this weird empty feeling in me. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, I remember sitting up on top of the roof, you and I, uh, mm-hmm. soon after that, and just being like, "It's gone. This is weird. Yeah. It's empty." So I guess the takeaway from this podcast, what's the takeaway? Sam? Don't start little fires outside of a building yeah. that could burn. Yeah, if you like setting little fires and watching grass burn maybe stop it. the reason you'll why wet, i burnt is because it's too bed. much holy spirit fire oh that's that's a topic for another <laughs> another podcast <laughs> holy spirit fire <laughs> no i i think uh you know it's important through through these times of life i mean we you know we ask questions why bad things why good things happen to i mean why bad things happen to good people you know so we're just trying to trust God through through all of this and I yeah. think it's an important lesson for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think too it's just the susceptibility to like uh, an incident happening to somebody like sometimes Christianity can almost be bubble or something like that. Like we think yeah. that because we trust God mm-hmm. things shouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But the reality is things do so it's like where does god fit into the equation like where does god fit into everything that happened right like is this proof that he doesn't exist is this proof that he's just like a mean guy like a mean god like Mm -hmm. is it is it proof that you know he's just he's he has other plans or we should be trusting him so i think these are things that you know you naturally with any kind of disaster or um event that um, you know, is overwhelming or mm-hmm. sad or those kind of things. You you kind of process and you go through. So yeah, yeah. And I think it's important to understand too, which I which I always come back to this when when we're when we're talking about you know things that happen in our life that we that we feel are are bad. Mm-hmm. It it's I I think it, it's true that there's only ever been one time in history where something truly bad happened to someone who was truly good. Oh yeah. And that was the death of Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of try to keep that in perspective, uh, too, because you know, that's, that's, that's the gospel. And right. and that's what, um, I think that's what we rest in and that's what we rely on, especially through times like this mm. and through difficult times. Yeah. God has a plan. Did uh, you watch The Office at all? Yes, I do. <laughs> Were you like after later on? Obviously, not tr- not the day of or the few days after. But were you ever like, I bet you it was Ryan. <laughs> Ryan started the fire. fire. <laughs> Ryan started the fire. Right? What did he burn? His toast or a hot pocket or something? 
No, no, you're thinking of the George Foreman girl probably on his foot. Wasn't no. it the fire in the office or something like that? No, no, he no, he started he started a fire in the lunchroom. Oh, he's in the lunchroom. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dwight, you you're thinking Dwight doing the fire. No, I, I remember that one, but I yeah. I don't know if it was the same. So then, so anyways, we can talk about this later. But I have a friend named Ryan in uh, our classes in Crandall. I guess we're talking about it and now. And everyone, every time they say <laughs> someone says his name, I think of that song. No way. Ryan's out of the fire. So it's, it's been on my brain for like a month and a half. So Thank you, Ryan. If you ever listen to my podcast, mm-hmm. it's your fault. So Ryan, if you're listening and you started the fire, let us know. Blessings. <laughs> yeah. Shoot too early. Too early. Well, listen, everyone, just wanted to give you a quick update on uh, what's going on. Or maybe it wasn't quick. I don't know what the time is on this. Anyway, we'll, we will be back with a... Uh, I'll be back. A more uplifting and encouraging podcast. <laughs> Our next one will be, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Good. We love you all. Stay tuned and stay in touch. Take care. Blessings. <laughs>